You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the second straight series, the Braves have found a way to get a series opening win due to a walk-off hit. Welcome to the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Battery Power Podcast Network. My name is Sean Coleman. Hope wherever you are and wherever you are listening, you are having a wonderful start to your day. Of course, you can find the Daily Hammer, the Battery Power Podcast, and the podcast to be named later, all at BatteryPower.com, at BatteryPowerSPN, across all forms of social media, and free on all podcast platforms. Wherever you choose to listen, that's where we'll be for free. Just hit that subscribe button, and you'll get the latest content when it's available. My name's Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. When it comes to the Braves, here's the latest from Atlanta. And the latest is this. The best way, the most wonderful way to start off a week of baseball is with a walk-off win. And that's exactly what the Braves did last night with a 5-4 victory over the Cincinnati Reds. And it was some unexpected in terms of the talent that the Braves have on their roster, but also kind of, you know, sensible sources that help the Braves get the job done in last night's game because of some early season surprise sources of success. Orlando Arcia got another big base hit. Bryce Elder was absolutely phenomenal. We'll talk about him a little bit later on in the episode. But the player of the night, the big key of the night, was basically the breakout game for Sean Murphy. Now, he had had a very good game earlier this year, but last night, three extra base hits, three RBIs, and of course, his first home run with the Braves. He became the 10th Brave to ever hit a walk-off home run as his first home run in an Atlanta uniform, and that's what he did. And that was really the story of last night's game. For nine innings, despite the excellent performance from Bryce Elder and despite the Braves having the lead, you know, through eight and a half innings, or through eight innings, the issue was, was that some of the early season struggles for the Braves definitely reared their ugly head, you know, for much of the game. And and though the Braves found themselves with the lead, it was a night of struggles, but thankfully they were able to get the job done in what you couldn't have scripted it any better, really. You know, despite a night of struggles, the Braves being able to rely on Sean Murphy, their main offseason acquisition, to deliver the big hit, and they did it in extra innings. You know, we know that ever since the runner on second era started in the 2020 season over the past couple of years, the Braves have had their struggles in the extra innings, but they were able to find a way to get it done last night. Three key things from last night was that the struggles were definitely there that have impacted the Braves' offense, especially in the San Diego series, but overall to start the season. Last night, you know, before last night's game, the Braves entered last night's game with the second highest ground ball percentage of balls in play. In other words, of all the major league teams, in terms of the balls that they put in play, 
the Braves had the second highest frequency of those balls put and put in play being on the ground. And, and that's just, it's uncharacteristic. It makes it harder, you know, to consistently, you know, put that offense together that you need if home runs are not occurring. And it's uncharacteristic for a team that's consistently towards the top of the leaderboards in power. But if the home runs are not there for the Braves, the reason why the offense was struggling is because they were more, they were putting the ball on the ground more often than previous years they had done, you know, offensively. So that was one key aspect of this offense early on that the Braves, you know, certainly hoped to improve as time went on. And of course, also, the Braves were 23rd coming into last night's game with runners in scoring position through the early season. So they're putting the ball on the ground more often than they usually do. They're also struggling with runners in scoring position. What all of that meant was, was that if the Braves were not hitting home runs, their offense early in the season, was having times of struggle. That showed in the San Diego series, and it showed last night to open the game. The Braves were 0 for 7 through the first four innings of the game. Pop out, ground outs, ground into double plays, strikeouts. They just could not get the job done. But thankfully, the resourcefulness of this team, one big key, about a very good team, one big key about a team that can consistently win is even when it has some clear struggles going on, it still finds a way to get the job done. And last night, another unsung hero was third base coach Ron Washington. The aggressiveness of sending Austin Riley home on, on uh, Sean Murphy's second double of the game, that led to a run. Uh, Ron Washington getting the second run on a wild pitch, being aggressive, you know, at the play on the wild pitch. That was the second run. And then, of course, Orlando Arcia delivering the RBI single for the third run and Sean Murphy hitting the home run. Obviously, more traditional ways for the Braves to get the job done, but the aggressiveness of Ron Washington really helped out last night. So despite some of the early season concerns from the Braves really being on display last night, they still were able to find a way to win. But of course... The other concerning thing that showed up in last night's game and why it went to extras is the fact that, unfortunately, the Braves' bullpen once again didn't have the best of nights. And last night, it was a few of the more notable names, a few of the names that, as of right now, I think many Braves fans and those that cover the Braves would put it, you know, these relievers at the top of the Braves' bullpen. It was Nick Anderson, A.J. Minter with the blown save. Dylan Lee, you can't really blame him. He gave up a single that led to the RBI, but the runner was already on second. But some of the Braves' stronger relievers last night, you know, struggled. And so that that definitely seems to be a part of the equation right now for the Braves that's not as strong as many would like for it to be, which is obviously understandable with the fact that you've got Colin McHugh and Rysel Iglesias on the injured list currently right now. That's two key cogs that the Braves were going to rely upon for the bullpen that just is not there right now. So when we're talking about concerning trends, we talk about the offense, but the other thing that certainly stood out was the Braves' bullpen. But thankfully, the Braves were able to overcome it. And the third thing, the third takeaway from last night's game is the big reason why. We are really starting to see the duo or trio in the Braves lineup that, at least for right now, are going to support our top three. Without a doubt, you know, me and Stephen Tolbert talked about it last week. It's been talked about, you know, wherever you listen to Braves coverage, this is talked about. The Braves offense, and this is just naturally the case, the Braves offense is going to go as far as their top third of the order takes them. Ronald Acuna Jr., Matt Olson, Austin Riley. That's just naturally how it goes 
with how talented of a trio those hitters are. But some of the other names that you would think would kind of be in that second wave of most important Braves offensive players, such as Ozzy Albies, such as, you know, um, um, uh, Michael Harris II. So far this season, they've struggled. Michael Harris, obviously, with injuries. Ozzy Albies right now just is having a lot of struggles at the plate. Talent's there for them to eventually turn it around, which you hope that they will. You also are not seeing much offense out of Marcelo Zuna or Eddie Rosario. So some of the more, you know, expected names that you would think to kind of, you know, lead the supporting cast for Acuna Jr., Olsen, and Riley, they're struggling right now. So as a result, the, the duo that is playing the best role as the supporting cast for the top third of our order are Orlando Arcia and Sean Murphy. Orlando Arcia had the first walk-off hit of the season in the series opening win against San Diego, and last night he delivered the third run of the night on a single. And then, of course, Sean Murphy delivered three RBIs in his first home run in game-winning fashion. So the duo of Sean Murphy and Orlando Arcia, and it seems poetic that it's our biggest offseason acquisition and obviously, you know, the most intriguing member of the starting lineup, Orlando Arcia, who surprisingly won the shortstop job in spring training. But those two players, and not because of their defense, but because of their offense, both players right now have over a 900 OPS on the season. They are stepping up and standing out and thankfully so, as other members of the lineup are struggling, you know, they're looking to find their form. Thankfully, both Murphy and Arcia are performing very well. You hope that that continues, or at the very least, you know, don't think that both of them will have 900-plus OPSs this season. But as time goes on, if they start to regress a bit, you hope that others will be able to pick up their production as time goes on. But it's definitely good to see, and, and it's very, very, you know, needed right now for how well both Sean Murphy and Orlando Arce are, are performing at the plate, and it's leading to the Braves being able to get wins even if other aspects of the team right now are struggling. When we talk about the offense, we talk about, you know, how, you know, the Braves are working through some struggles right now offensively, but thankfully a few um, individuals who are unexpected sources of success right now are really helping the cause in Murphy and, Ar and Arcia. That story remains the same once you put the focus on the starting pitching rotation, and it really comes into focus with how good of a start to the season Bryce Elder is having. So with the Braves having so many notable members of the roster right now, unfortunately on the injured, injured list with each new day, we're likely going to continue to get updates on the progression of multiple team members that are on the injured list. And, and yesterday uh, was, was no different, but it was in a good way that the Braves got some continued news on both Max Reed and Rysel Iglesias. Max Reed, you know, had, had has been having some throwing sessions. He's looked good. He really hasn't tested out the hamstring as of yet, but it does look like that when he's eligible, I believe that it's going to be on April 16th, when he's eligible to come off the um, injured list, he should be right at that time available if everything checks out once he starts putting some work in on his legs, ramping up some effort, you know, to get past the hamstring injury. So it looks, thankfully, like Max Reed, this won't be, you know, a thing that lasts a month or so. This may only be a thing that lasts, you know, just a few more days to a week, and hopefully Max Reed will be eligible to come off the injured list sooner rather than later. And then for Rysel Iglesias, really hasn't started any type of, of true, you know, ramp-up session 
bullpen session, the throwing session, you know, for his injured shoulder. It seems like he has played catch. It, there is There were reports from the team that he was feeling good. So there's not really a timetable for his return. But the good thing is, is that there's not been any type of setback. So when it comes to, you know, the, the, the most important, the two most important arms right now that are unavailable to the Braves, they're projected closer for this season in Iglesias and obviously, you know, their best overall pitcher in Max Reed. It does seem as if things are continuing to progress well. And the hope is, is that both of those players, you know, hopefully at least by the end of April, perhaps in the next week or two, both players will be back and available without there being any restrictions in terms of their ability to go out and perform. But with all the injuries that we've discussed, with Jared Schuster and, and Dylan Dodd also having struggles, you know, through their uh, first two career starts, one name that has certainly stood out, and thankfully so, just like Orlando Arcia offensively, has been Bryce Elder. Now 12 in one-thirds innings on the season, 13 strikeouts, a .97 whip. Bryce Elder is doing a great job of being able to limit the opponent's ability to put together big innings. And that is something that is so huge right now for this Atlanta rotation. Because again, even with the offense having its struggles, you can, you know, even though the San Diego series may not have made you feel competent in this, most nights you can expect the Braves to put up probably more than four, at four to five runs or more. But the thing is, is that Bryce Elder is doing an excellent job of maintaining control, doing very well with his arsenal. He's looked amazing last night when it came to his off-speed stuff. But Bryce Elder now, 12 and one-thirds innings, both of his starts have led to victories. And more than anything last night, he was able to go more than six innings to allow for the Braves to get to their best relievers, though they struggled. Bryce Elder did exactly what he needed to do, so it wasn't a heavy taxing night on the bullpen, and the Braves were able to get the job done and get the win, and he played a major role in that. So, you know, with Mike Soroka, you know, working his way back, you know, he potentially could be a guy the Braves rely upon. But right now, with, you know, the, you've got Spencer Strider, you've got Charlie Morton. You're eventually going to get Max Reed back, and you will talk about, obviously, tonight's starter Kyle Wright making his season debut. Sure, there may be pitchers with higher ceilings that eventually are going to take over the rotation spot, but right now, you can make the argument, numbers-wise, that... Um, Bryce Elder has had the best start to the season for the Braves for all pitchers who have had two starts. He's had the best start to the season. I would imagine that Bryce Elder will at least get a few more looks in the Braves rotation. At the very least, he'll be the guy that remains in the rotation until Mike Soroka is ready to go. So it's been a great development for the Braves. And this isn't shouldn't be that big of a surprise. Though it happened last year against some, you know, of uh, the weaker competition in the National League, Bryce Sutter looked quite, very good in spot starts last year. He looked like he belonged, you know, not as a team ace, not even as a as a top, you know, two starter, but as a back end of the rotation guy that can get the job done and limit the overall output of opposing offenses. That is something that Bryce Elder showed he can consistently do. And so he's having a great start to the season, which has been a very needed development for all of the turmoil that the Braves' starting rotation has been through so far due to ineffectiveness and injuries from spring training into the start of the season. But the good news is, is that the positive pitching vibes continue to roll into Tuesday as um, as tonight on the mound will be Kyle Wright making his season debut. One of the best breakout stories uh, when it comes to pitching 
in the majors in 2022, Kyle Wright will make his season debut. Now, obviously, you know, with Kyle Wright, there really wasn't, you know, an injury occurrence, if you will, in spring training. It was just the fact that he had got that cornerstone shot in January. He felt like that his shoulder was in a better spot than it had been in quite a while, but the Braves needed to go through a structured plan to make sure that his shoulder could hold up and be healthy as time went on. Because if you remember last year, you know, his, his right really started to eclipse, you know, the, 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 the most work he had had in a season, you know, towards July and August. He did go through some spells where he had dead arm. The Braves had to be very, very strategic in giving him extra rest, though it paid off because he clearly had the best performance by a Braves starter in last year's playoffs. Obviously, Wright has been working through there being more workload on his arm than there had been previously, especially with how good he was last year. But for a Braves rotation right now that needs as much good news as possible, you know, even with how well Bryce Elder and others have performed, it's great to see that Kyle Wright will be making his season debut, and you certainly hope that he'll be able to have a successful start to things against the Cincinnati Reds. Now, to be honest with you, do I think that he'll put a performance together like Bryce Elder did on Monday night? You know, probably not. You know, there's still um, definitely some some things that, you know, Kyle Wright, he probably is not going to be at his best, you know, right from the start because he's going to have to get, get you know, get into a groove. He's going to have to find his rhythm, find his timing, what have you. But it's at the very least good to have a talent like Kyle Wright back in on the mound for the Braves later tonight because what it does do, is it puts a talent on the mound that consistently last year, the reason why he won 21 games is because he was one of the best in the majors at consistently giving his team the chance to win. And that's exactly what the Braves need as they face the Reds for the second time on Tuesday night. So definitely a, a situation to watch. Hopefully, Kyle Wright will be able to go, you know, maybe 80 to 100 pitches, you know, maybe work his way, you know, a couple of times through the order, perhaps go five plus innings. He was able to go that amount in his last minor league start. So he's already shown that he can um, contribute with the heavy workload. But for the Braves, they just want to make sure that he gets through it healthy and that he's able to perform to the level to where he can keep the game close for the Braves' offense to hopefully build off the heroics of Sean Murphy last night and more of the Braves' offense can get going to get a second series victory and obviously win their second series of the season with the victory over the Reds in Kyle Wright's debut tonight. So again, it's a new day, plenty of excitement. Kyle Wright will be on the mound. Make sure that you're at Truist to be able to enjoy it. And of course, you can find all the latest coverage with all, thing, all things Braves on the Battery Power Podcast, the Daily Hammer, the Battery Power Podcast itself, and the podcast to be named later, all at BatteryPower.com, at BatteryPowerSBN, across all forms of social media, and free on all podcast platforms. Just hit that subscribe button, and you'll get the latest content when it's available. My name's Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. Until next time, go Braves. We'll talk to you again soon here on the Daily Hammer. Hey.